Good afternoon. This is the Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Uh, I like to say same location for 27 years, 1208 Mangrove Avenue in Chico. I offer a free initial consultation. Anything tax-wise or financial, uh, you can call me and I will help you. Nice to have you here today. It's another beautiful day in Chico. I have a topic I wanted to start out with because we're talking about the, uh, we've been talking a lot lately about the national economy. And one of the things that I wanted to impress upon you is that there's a thing called the national debt. And I just looked today at a place, it's a real uh, cool website if you want to look at it. It's called usdebtclock.org. And it shows you the current amount of national debt and it kind of rolls forward like a like the old gasoline pumps would roll forward and you can watch the national debt grow what i noticed today before the show is that it is just barely under 20 trillion dollars i think it's 19981 so i'm going to use the number 20 for uh, rounding off the when you think about it uh, this this actual number eight or nine years ago was only half of that. It's doubled. So uh, the the national debt, we have a debt that translates to something like $50,000 per person. But, and uh, you can see this on usdebtclock.org, it's about 140000 per taxpayer, which means that if you're a taxpayer, your share, if we just take the world of taxpayers, it's 140,000 per person. Well, a lot of people live in areas where houses cost less than 140. That's a lot of debt that everybody's shouldering. What I really wanted to impress upon you is how big 20 trillion is. I don't think uh, most people until you've kind of studied this a little bit, you don't really realize like that old joke about the congressman in the 1930s was said, "Oh, a billion here, a billion there, pretty soon you're talking real money." Well, now we're talking in the trillions instead of the billions, and this is the way I'd like to put it, and I want to demonstrate this. If you could picture, uh, I've never had one in my hand, but they used to make $1,000 bills. So instead of a $100 bill, we're picturing $1,000 bills. If you had a million dollars worth of $1,000 bills, do you have any idea how tall the stack would be if they were tightly stacked? Well, it turns out that would be about four inches high. So in a four-inch stack of these $1,000 bills, that would be a million dollars. Okay, now we're going to stretch that out. What would a billion dollars of $1,000 bills look like if they were stacked tightly? Well, that would translate to about 360 feet, which is actually the length of a football field, including the end zones, if you could picture that. So a billion dollars, which is what they used to talk about 80 years ago in Congress as big debt, that would be $1,000 bills stretching from the back of one end zone to the end of the other end zone on a football field. So now we have to move up to the trillion level. A trillion dollars of tightly stacked $1,000 bills would stretch approximately from Chico to Redding, California, all along the highway. Uh, And I'm not talking laying these bills end to end. I'm talking tightly stacked packs of bills like you'd get from the bank. So a trillion dollars goes from Chico to Redding. And you know, that's, that's quite a long drive. Now, now we're getting to the real heart of this whole subject, $20 trillion, what would that represent? It would represent driving from, this is kind of approximate, you would be driving approximately from Redding, California to El Paso, Texas, and it would be solid $1,000 bills stacked tightly all the way, 1,260 miles, something like that. My point for all this analysis is the difference between a billion and a trillion, I don't think most people realize, that a trillion is a thousand billion. So 20 trillion is 20,000 billion. And that's why it's such a huge number. My point in all this is that this, the money will never be repaid. Uh, the interest alone, right now the interest on treasury bills, we'll call it, uh, it's a little over 2%. 
2% of 20 trillion is about 400 billion a year. That's just for the interest on uh, on that kind of debt. So what we're dealing with here is an immeasurable amount of debt. It's not good, and everybody needs to be aware of the fact that our entire system that's been debt-based for the last 100 years uh, really ha- is going to have a lot of problems. So I just wanted to point out to everybody that uh, when you hear them talk about raising the national debt ceiling, we need to make it bigger, we need to allow it to get bigger, uh, it's already out of control. And I just wanted to visu- let you visualize what $20 trillion is. To me, it's, it's pretty amazing, and it's kind of scary. But anyway, I thought that would be interesting, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that little uh, picture analogy. So today, I have a very special guest in the studio today. He is a longtime Chico businessman. You're going to enjoy hearing uh, about a lot of his things that he's done in the past, things he's doing now. He's a real uh, entertaining guy. Um, His name's Roger Montalbano. He's a downtown Chico businessman. We're going to talk about the things he's done. And he was kind enough to come in and uh, visit with us today. So uh, I'm going to introduce him now. How are you, Roger? I'm fine, thanks. Happy to be here. Good to see you. Good to see you. So um, right now you are uh, currently an owner of uh, Duffy's Tavern on Main Street. I am. And uh, Pageant Theater. Yes, I am. Wow. So that Pageant Theater, isn't that like a labor of love where you get to like choose movies and things like that yeah well it had it, it it definitely was it uh, it has been for a long long time and now i've kind of i've uh, i've kind of passed that off to my son and he's actually doing that and he's enjoying that whole process and right. of selecting the films and oh and, good so he's actually the hands-on guy oh, yeah. these days yeah, right. I, i'm not doing anything except right. but uh, you've d- you did that for what about 30 something years yeah and uh started in 1980 wow and uh, I, I had a partner, Tim Justa, and uh, Tim actually did the day-to-day stuff most of it during the year. We had a we had in those days we had an agent who would uh, uh, would uh, book the films for us. A oh, okay. Uh, but we would have input. He would say, "Well, this is available. Do you want this? Do you want that?" And, right. Right. And uh, it was a very, very, very you know competitive field especially in those days when ua had all the theaters here in town right there was downtown el ray and senator the el ray which was the big house the senator well they both were and then the el ray uh, split into three. Oh, right they, they also had out by the old mall they had uh, a, a triplex oh, right, right right and so they were the they were the they were the ones and it's little by little they went out of business and cinemark taken over but uh yeah it's a, right. we're the only independent Theater and there aren't too many between uh, in in Northern California. Or yeah, any, I was going to say, <laughs> does uh, does uh, Re- does Red Bluff have that state theater? Do they run movies, or is that mainly for like plays? Do you know about that? Or I don't know if they're still running. I don't think they run movies. Movies. Yeah. It's kind of funny because we we uh, uh, acquired the pageant from a fellow named Al Mitchell who was who owned the little theater down there, and he was running. He was showing a. Uh, 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 Kind of surplus Hollywood films, things that the the UA couldn't possibly show all the product that was out there. So he was able to make a pretty good living showing things like you know he premiered King Kong and Saturday Night Fever and stuff like that. Oh wow! So, so he was doing real well with that, and then and then things changed, and uh, it was harder and harder for him to get that kind of product. But he uh, bought the State Theater, and oh. he was showing movies up there. I didn't know that. And that's when he offered us. He was our softball sponsor and we were talking to him after a game one night and he said well you know i want somebody to run this theater because um you know i'm able to do both and we said well we'll give it a try oh wow not knowing what we were doing and yeah now speaking of uh, softball you also used to be a coach for uh soccer oh yeah i was the coach for my so- <laughs> my daughter's team for many many years here at, uh, for card here in chico yeah that was that was wonderful so it was uh, the girls' league, and uh, it was just a, a marvelous experience. I had my daughter from the time she was eight till till high school years, and uh, that was just a lot of fun. So I got to know a lot of the gals. I see them now, and they're in their forties, and they go, "Hi, how you doing? <laughs> You're right. my coach." That's great. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Well, now the other thing about Roger that uh, listeners should know is that he used to be a, a teacher at the in the Paradise Unified uh, School District. Yeah, at Paradise Elementary. Wow. Yeah. 
And you were also part of the very first group of homeschool teachers who assisted the first homeschooling families. Is that right? That's true. Yeah, I was uh, I was really lucky to get that experience. I I had taught in Paradise for about ten years, and uh, I, I was a pretty good teacher. I think. I, as a matter of fact, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think I was a darn good teacher. Yeah. But I, you know, I started uh, like any other profession, it, it, and it's really it's a it's really hard work to give every child the attention they need and so after a while you start to burn out a little bit and it becomes easier to do the same thing you did the year before and I just started feeling myself mailing it in a little bit right and I didn't want to be that kind of teacher so I uh, so I quit I could have taken a uh, leave of absence and still hung right. on to that or you so, could have gone and got a PhD and become a principal right um, but instead I quit and because I quit and didn't have a contract in the middle of the year, Butte County started their home study program that was in March. Well, if I had had a contract with Paradise Elementary, I wouldn't have been able to take that job. But they, oh, wow. they, they heard that uh, I was available, and I, I, uh, I uh, you know, went over and got that job. And so, yeah, I had about, uh, ooh, I had about 20 students. They were in, uh, I went out to Willows, Oroville, uh, Ch- Chico, and uh, all over, um, all over the, this county in uh, it was a it was a great experience. So so the parents were doing the teaching. We would I would deliver the books. So for a third grader, I'd deliver the third grade curriculum, and uh, the parents actually had the the study packet and were were able to teach their children at home. And I would come by once or twice a month. I can't remember how often and do a you know just kind of a fun lesson with them. So it was kind of a treat for me to be there. And in the meantime, I was also assessing the progress of each student. Uh, families participating were for a lot of different reasons. A lot of them were were Christians. They were they were uh, families who uh, didn't want to have their uh, children exposed to what they uh, perceived as the the uh, the some evils. of the public school evils. Evils, right, yeah, yeah. Some of the things that you know the the language, the stuff that goes on, and so um, there was that element. There were a lot of uh, the other end of the spectrum, real. Uh, liberal progressive type parents who didn't who didn't want their children to be bound and restricted right. by those the things. conservative wanted, side yeah right. so uh, uh it was kind of a fascinating job because i had and i had all ages so i would go to a kindergarten kid in the morning then go see a high school kid in the afternoon oh wow so it was really really fun That's and great. Uh, yeah a real nice experience yeah. and um after that uh, you ended up i believe you can tell the story but you took over Duffy's Tavern from... No, 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 I started it. You started the whole thing. You and, know, and how did that come about? Where, where was the spark there? Well, you know, I'm a firm believer. I'm going to go into a little bit of my philosophy here about life. I'm a firm believer in the fact that you have to uh, uh, cut yourself from the past to go into a new direction. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust the universe God or whatever you think it is that's going to that's going to bring the next challenge to you. You can't do it if you're still attached to what you had before. You can't say, "Oh, you know, I'd really like to write a book, but in the meantime you're working in the post office all day and you don't, you come home tired and you can't do it." You have to take the chance, quit. When I did that for again, as an example, when I did that at Paradise, then this other opportunity came to me, the homeschool opportunity, and I was able to take that. And because of that, I was able to have a lot of spare time on my hands because I wasn't locked into a classroom. And but I was you able still to, had an income coming in. I had the, yeah, I had a very right. a very nice income and in the in the, health, the benefits and all that stuff. So, uh, I, uh, but I I had a lot of free extra free time, and. Uh, because I was traveling, so I could stop and have lunch in Chico on my way to see another kid out in Willows or something. Right. So I was eating Chinese food down the corner of 4th and Main. At uh, Fong's. Fong's, which right. is now Melody Records. Right. And I went in, I was having some, you know, chop suey or something, and uh, Fong was a great guy, just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Uh, I was going to the bathroom, and there was a, uh, an arched door that was open to the, to the next, to the adjacent building, and it, uh, it was the old cocktail lounge that Fong had had operating and thriving for for years back in the 70s but it was closed at that time it was closed and all he was doing was using the refrigeration in there to keep his beer uh, cold for the Chinese restaurant and but as 
chance would have it or whatever would have it, there on the floor was a, a banner that said uh, bar for lease. And I said, what's up, Fong? He said, oh, I want to lease this to someone. I said, okay, uh, give me a couple of days to check this out. So uh, I went to, uh, I said, don't put that up. Let me, let, me, let me go ask a few people. So I went to some people that I knew that um, the old Budweiser uh, distributor here in town, Stash Distributing, and if Sierra Nevada was just getting started. And they said, yeah, you know, just get a $500 um, beer license and we'll set you up with the product. I didn't have any money. I just uh, used my credit card and got a, a six, I can't remember, six or $9,000 cash advance. We're going to get right back to that in a couple of minutes. Okay. That's great. Let's we'll talk it. to you soon. Stay tuned. Mill Creek Restaurant in Los Molinos would like to remind listeners to keep an eye on children at play in the community and look out for any suspicious activity. If you have any information concerning a missing child, call your local authorities immediately. This message from Mill Creek Restaurant. Whether you're barely hungry or hungry as a bear, stop by 8051 State Highway 99 East in Los Molinos. They're serving lunch and dinner and reminding us that it's easier to prevent a child from being taken than to find one who's already missing. Hi, this is James McDonald, and you know I don't have to tell you that it's a tough economy these days. More and more Christian radio stations are buckling under the financial pressure of staying on the air. That's why Walk in the Word is inviting you to contact your radio station and support the good work that they do getting out the Word of God. They need you more than they ever have before. Why don't you call them today with your gift and support? To our show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230 Monday through Friday here on KKXX or Chico Now. Business Buzz is back. We're here talking with Roger Montalbano. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, and I'm fascinated with these downtown Chico stories because I came to Chico, uh, it would have been the late 70s, and I went to school here, and I just loved the fact that the downtown was right next to the campus. We could walk around, go to the movies, uh, have something to eat. Uh, I wasn't old enough to drink at the time, but uh, it was just such a great place to be. And when you read about all these other states and the Midwest where these small towns are drying up and blowing away, uh, I think part of the charm and the reason we like living in Chico, uh, just as a, as a group of Chico people, we like that downtown. So I'm just always really happy to hear about a guy like Roger who's been working to you know make that downtown vibrant and to keep everything going. So, uh, Roger, you were saying you ended up starting Duffy's all on your own just with a beer and wine license. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't have any money at all. I was a, I was a struggling school teacher. And uh, so, yeah, I just, uh, I just got a cash advance to be able to pay, pay Fong like some, uh, you know, some money for the, for the, uh, for the lease and, uh, and to be able to um, do some innovations and things that needed to be done there, some bathrooms work and everything. Because when I, as soon as we got the the license, and of, of course, the health department comes in, and they, they say, "Well, this needs to go up to scale now. You got a new owner. We got to change that bathroom. This isn't good." So, it costs a lot of uh, money. Unfortunately, I had a lot of friends helping some with the the wherewithal to to fix that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was I. You know, I just um, I thought I was gonna. Uh, it was just a whim. I thought I would just have a little uh, neighborhood tavern like. Archie Bunker's place or something, you and know. That's that kind might, of how it turned out. I mean, that's that how it started, of, and then right. and, and then uh, uh, two businesses went under. Um, the uh, there was a bar called Hey Wands, 
which is uh, I remember that I right. were you know on were, second on second right and they were all the kids were going in there because uh, that was they had uh, tacos and things like that really bad food but uh, really cheap pitchers of beer so <laughs> right <laughs> it was a, kind of the hangout for for a beer bar and everybody that just became the hub of of uh, of the uh, of the uh, beer twenty bar something type. twenty thirty right. something crowd and uh, and then the La Salle's which has in the recent years been a, a college bar. In those days, was like a, a, a very upscale uh, fern bar, as they called them, plants and beautiful uh, polished brass and, and great food, and uh, and that was uh, a, that was a lovely place. Well, both of those businesses went out of business within a month of each other, and you know, within a month of me starting the business in October. So all of a sudden, wow, I had the clientele. Of these two businesses, I had all the young kids coming in, and all the uh, lawyers and professors and older people that like to have a drink at a happy hour or something at the end of their day, right. and uh, it became uh, more than I could handle, and I had to start hiring people. And actually, then I had to leave the school district because you were doing you had too much work to do at your new business. They also weren't crazy about the idea that oh, uh, yeah, bar, there was a, a bar, was owner, a bar right. owner teaching yeah. at right. you know, homeschool kids. And that's like here on a faith-based radio station we're talking to a <laughs> bar owner, but you know, I thought about that before Roger came in, but it's a legal business and he does a really good job. He's been what 30 something yeah, years yeah. now. 89. Yeah. It was yeah. 1989. And well, they're they, highly you know, regulated too. Yeah. We're highly regulated and we we uh, we take good care of our clientele, and uh, we—it's not a place where people go and get rowdy and uh, uh, drink to excess and, and do dangerous things. You know, it's just that people that people like to drink, and uh, you know, as you know, uh, uh, Jesus's first miracle was turning water into wine. That's so right. There's a, a precedent for this uh, business. That's, that's exactly right. So, what do you see for the current downtown? Isn't there some new establishments opening up, making even more? Uh, drinking or like bar competition down there or yeah I don't you know I don't uh, I never feel threatened by competition because I think that people I think it's good I think it's good for downtown to, to, because most of the ones that you can't really get a, a liquor license like I acquired at that time uh, anymore it's not very the the, the the police department and the city are, are down on just having Bars, a liquor, but right? Just plain liquor, but you can have a you can you can acquire a uh, a license that allows you to serve food, which is most of the new places that are going in are doing that, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think those kinds of places. I, I ate at um, oh, there's a new place, Park Street Pub or something that's on the corner of Second and Second uh, and Main, Second and Normal. A second in uh, Broadway, I don't know between oh, there. Okay, yeah, over by where the Powell's Candy thing is, where right. Channel uh, Channel Thirty used to be. Oh, okay, and uh, and it, it was it's really nice. It's a you know they got a full bar, but they they serve a variety of different types of food and different feel back there. I was sitting in there and I kind of thought, well, it's really nice to be here in San Luis Obispo. I mean, it has no kind of a Chico <laughs> right. feel, right? <laughs> Except that if you go into the bathrooms, and I recommend you do at that place. They have these beautiful black and white photographs of Chico from the 30s and 40s that are just remarkable. I love those old Chico oh, pictures. I like, yeah. like the picture of Duffy's Tavern. It's, it was an ice cream place, and the the uh, uh, the Park uh, Hotel was across the street. And, right. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, there's that. There's the new Crapeville. There's a Burgers and Brew. A lot of them are, are uh, franchises. Right. And uh, um, I noticed the the new ones, like even the. Trace Ombres did it, but Burgers and Brew and Crapeville are somehow getting rid of some parking spaces to host their patio seating. Yeah. Don't, don't they have to pay the cities for that or something? I'm not or? sure uh, whose hand you have to grease because yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned it once to one of my friends who was on the city council. I said, well, you know, I see Trace Ombres is getting uh, able to seat out, sit outside. And he said, well, we're starting small. We're going to start with a few different... Because they actually increased the sidewalk. And, uh, right, they yeah, did yeah. some improvement, but yeah. they're take. I was just thinking they're taking away parking, which is never good, you know. Yeah, that that um, was my feeling about it. But yeah, I think they're uh, impacting parking, but not that. That's not really the big thing. The mostly, I think that the uh, uh, it's just the 
people like to people, people like, like to, to be sit able outside. to eat. They yeah. like to sit yeah. outside. But it seems like now it's a common thing. Most of the new places look like they're they're, they're able doing to get the outdoor I, seating. I'm really I'm, I'm yeah. unfortunately um, ignorant on that on that subject of how to get one because it, it, I knew it wouldn't it wouldn't behoove me because they, they, they were never allowed to right they know, drinking on the street. No, <laughs> although those other places do have drinking right, on the street. Right, but they always but wall them off or whatever. But mm, yeah. somewhat, yeah. Now, Roger, I've known you a long time. You also have ventured into a couple other things. You used to own part of a racehorse, if I remember oh, right. Yeah. Golden eight, Gate Fields. Eight days late. Yeah. Eight days late. That and was just a. That was like a, a, a Monty's Folly or something. We, uh, <laughs> uh, the few of us uh, at at Duffy's, some of the regulars, the older crowd, lawyers mostly, lawyers, some plumbers, some uh, uh, teachers, and things, decided that we would get into the racehorse business so we actually went out out in the field in orland and uh, there was a there was a, tr- a trainer out there who was raising horses and we went out and we found this little filly eight uh, uh Edie, eight days late was her name her father was had won a bunch of races uh, his new year's day i think his name was so we bought the horse pulled the money bought the horse hired the trainer um Fed the darn thing. You just it's a, it's a, it's the, a you have to pay all the fees to be a, in the it's stable. It's a wonderful, right? wonderful money pit. I mean, they're, <laughs> right. they get sick all the time. You have to get the doctor comes in. You know, they have to be on the special diet and stuff. But it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's not an experience that I uh, that I, uh, I I regret. Uh, she, I got out of it before she uh, ever won a, a race, but I think she won a race down in Sacramento at the fair. Oh, good. But uh, yeah. actually saw her race. The first race was uh, on a Super Bowl Sunday because no one else wanted to put their horse in the race. Right. And I think the, the Packers were in it. And uh, uh, she, didn't, she didn't win, but it was just kind of a thrill. That's exciting. Kind of yeah, I yeah. got to go back, back into the stalls and talk to the uh, old grizzled trainers and things. So it must feel really rewarding also to have your son actually working with you and taking over the pageant. Isn't yeah, that kind yeah, of exciting? Yeah, that's really great. Uh, what happened with the pageant is Miles, my son, came back to town a few years ago, and uh, he was just doing a, a variety of jobs and stuff. But he's always had a deep love for the pageant, uh, you know, grew up seeing those films and, and uh, getting an appreciation for what we were offering, which, if, for those of you unfamiliar with the pageant, they're on. They're more. They're not mainstream films. We don't right. get the In big. Fact, there, there really isn't anywhere else to see non-mainstream films yeah. locally that I know. Every of. Every once in a while, if there's a big buzz about something, you'll get one. The yeah. the the the, 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 the Tinseltown will, get one, will get one of the ones that we wanted. Well, we're going to come back and talk about that in just a minute. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the business buzz. You're about to ride through the good life here with Mike the Wine Guy Rayford. Hi, this is Mike Rayford inviting you to join me every Saturday from 2 to 4 right here on KKXX Chico for The Good Life Show where we talk about food, wine, travel, and lifestyle. Tune in on KKXX Chico to get all your good life needs. Warning, following may include happiness, smiling, laughter, bundles of joy, spontaneous hugging, and overall, a good time. Two to four, right here on KKXX Chico. A bone to pick. This is Ken Ham, heading up the ministry that built a full-size Noah's Ark south of Cincinnati. All this week, we're looking at the remarkable intricacy of flight in birds. It's truly a marvel of engineering. Now, yesterday, we learned that feathers are complex structures that are lightweight yet strong. Well, in order to fly, birds need something else to be lightweight, their bones. And they achieve flight with specially designed hollow bones. Not only are these bones lightweight, but they also form an important part of a bird's respiratory system. Birds don't have a diaphragm muscle like we do. Instead, the breastbone actually operates their breathing system. Now, we'll learn more about the unique system tomorrow. Flight is highly complex. It could not have evolved slowly over millions of years. Sign up for email insights from Ken Ham when you go to AnswersRadio.com. You'll be encouraged to see how creation confirms the history we read in the Bible at AnswersRadio.com. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. 
I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We have a quick call from uh, Douglas Broughton, the host on the Monday and Wednesday Business Buzz. Douglas, are you there? I am here. I'm driving. I'm up at uh, right entering into Red Buff on, on I-5, and you're coming in really strong. You're, li- on you're, li- you're live on the air, point, Douglas. 103.9 is uh, stronger than 104.5 up here. Right, right. So, so you've been doing a, a big job up there in the Reading area? Yeah, I've got something going on already. I wouldn't say it's big, but I'm uh, working uh, with a cabinet company up here just for a couple of days. But I'll be back down there on the business buzz at Good. 3 o'clock. Uh, I just wanted you to know that. And uh, I'm really impressed with what you're, uh, you're saying on the radio. I was really listening to it, and I said, that's so cool. Oh, good, you yeah. To I'm, glad our show. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to listen, and I'm sorry you couldn't be here today to be the co-host. But uh, Well, hey, uh, I would have loved to have been there. No problem. I really would. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a regret that I can't be. But, uh, Not a problem. I thought at least I'd call in and let you know. Well, thanks for the, got, uh, thanks for got the call. Show going on. We're going to get back you. with Roger, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you soon. So, Douglas Broughton, uh, chairman of uh, the uh, CBNA, and he'll be back soon on Business Buzz. So, don't forget to listen to him, too, on Monday, Wednesday. Talk to you soon, Douglas. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Harold. I'll keep the good show going. That's a great show you got today. Right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. You Bye-bye. So, Roger, we were talking about, where were we? We were talking about the pageant and how much oh, time yeah. was taken over. And oh, yeah. What had happened with the pageant was uh, we, 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 we been, we've been there for a number of years, and... Uh, uh, things started. Things changed. The Cinemark came in. We, it was getting harder and harder for us to get some product. And uh, but uh, the main thing that happened that was coming up was that uh, st- uh, film companies stopped making film. We still call them film, <laughs> but they're not film anymore. They're digital now. Everything right? is digital. And so we had these. We had a funky. We had two funky old projectors in there. We were very, very you know, uh, mom pop store kind of a place. Um, as a matter of fact, we, we, we had two projectors that would be able to hold an hour's worth of film on a reel. And so at the end of the hour, we had to uh, switch we over. Had to, we had to switch. We had to have, oh, actually, that's right. We, we, had the, we went down to the one projector. So at the end, we had to stop, take the film off. And put on the second half oh, of the show. Because one of your projectors kind of went out on yeah. there. Oh yeah. So we had a we had a, that was fine. People didn't mind. It was like an intermission. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of <laughs> cute. But uh, all of a sudden we're faced with the fact that we need to get a a new projector, which is going to be about sixty eighty thousand. I remember this. It was even in the newspaper how you guys went about that. Yeah. T- tell the audience about that. Well. Uh, my partner Tim Justus, I said, was like, well, he's you know he's we're 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 getting we're getting older, and he was thinking maybe he would hang it up, uh, uh, and also our lease was coming up, and um, uh, he just decided that maybe he would you know there were some other problems the sound wasn't so great there was seats were falling apart so Tim was ready to walk away from it, and then my son Miles said you know what. This is too important. This is really, this is part of uh, the culture of Chico, and um, there's no place between Sacramento and Portland, and, Oregon, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe Ash, Ashland. Ashland, maybe. But uh, so uh, he did a uh, Indiegogo, one of those online GoFundMe kinds of things, where we uh, and we did a little commercial that was kind of cute with uh, 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 Tim and I singing a song and talking about uh, our problems and. And saying, you know, we have to either go digital or go dark, and we uh, we have to have a goal on those things, and you have to have your goal achieved within a certain amount of time. We had three weeks to achieve sixty thousand dollars to raise wow. sixty thousand dollars. Otherwise, the funding agency gives the money back. People just pledge it. They give the money back and say, you know, you didn't make your goal. Right. So, so you don't get the, any. You don't get right. anything. Any. And uh, because of the uh, uh, the 
the generosity and, and love for the pageant in this community. We raised 80 grand wow. in three weeks, uh, which was enough for us to buy the projector, new sound system, new seats, uh, spiff the place up. Is changed. the old couch there, or is it a new couch? Oh, we got new couches in there now. Those, <laughs> those old couches just kind of—they just kind of walked away. And that was always the legs the, uh, of cockroaches. Any, any, no, anybody who hasn't been to the pageant <laughs> doesn't realize how fun it is to go watch a movie on a couch. Yeah, this couch is up front. Uh, we, uh, then Miles is also uh, a very—he's uh, uh, vegetarian. I see he's vegan. So the, he changed the whole concession area, so you can go in there and get actually some healthy things to eat. Um, uh, you know, like the, the, the non, uh, non, uh, you know, milk chocolate rather right, I mean, right, uh, honey, right. black dark chocolate rather than milk chocolate. No right. Coca Cola, good juices and things. Oh, and so, great! Yeah, yeah, organic popcorn with uh, n- vegetable oil and all. Uh, yeah, something. with the yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, and it's worked. It's done. It's done really, really well. And he's been doing repertory shows as well as the ones that that come in. On a weekly basis, he's been doing. He has an actual schedule out now, and he's been showing like old Hitchcock films, um, the, the films from the uh, uh, you know Doctor Strangelove. He's going to be showing. So they're like uh, Saturday nights or Sunday afternoons, like uh, late at night or in the, in the or in the uh, in the seven o'clock in the evening. And people are really responding to that too to see some of the old black and white and, and fun films from the forties, thirties. Wow. 50s, 60s. That's exciting. Uh, and the other thing that he did that was a good business decision on his part was that he uh, recognized that our clientele is an older clientele. Most young people get their entertainment off the internet, right? Netflix or something. Netflix, or they know how to. They know how to. They know how to get them they for know free. How to get them for free. <laughs> so they're in fact they're actually seeing films that we are we have booked. You know, and I ran into a friend of mine. I said, "Yeah, we get." He said, "I saw that film. It's really good." I said, "We haven't opened it yet." Oh, I saw it. Okay. <laughs> he says, so, "I opened it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I opened it. But so Miles uh, added because our our clientele are you know, fifty plus in in age, started up uh, doing a, a four o'clock matinee every day. Oh, and it's very, very popular. It was a great business decision on his part. Yeah, because you're paying the rent 24 hours a day. Why not utilize that extra time? That's really smart. uh, Also, um, people of a certain age would rather see a movie at four in the afternoon and then go home to dinner and at eight o'clock. And at eight o'clock, right? And so we're having four and seven. So the so people even if they go to the seven one, they're out by nine o'clock. So. Uh, that was uh, uh, he's he's done some good he's made some good business decisions. So well, that's I'm kinda, great. Kind of proud of him. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now, not only is Roger uh, a guy who run, ran a theater for years and years and had to had a hand in which movies should be playing, which ones are good, which ones aren't so good, but he's also an actor and he's also got a new project. So I wanted him to tell you about his latest project that I just found out about recently. What have you been doing there at the Blue Room? Well, for years I've been, uh, uh, you know, acting up there, volunteering, just getting into different shows, and uh, uh, really fortunate to do uh, a lot of, of uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I think, real important, uh, dramatic activity up there, and uh, and then recently they, I just kind of was getting the edit. Used to, I used to direct years ago. I would direct uh, plays, but I haven't done that in a long time. It's so much work, and I thought, well, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the urge. I think I'll direct something, and they had the. Um, they had the script of Frost Nixon, which was the deba- the interviews that Frost David Frost did with Richard Nixon at the end of uh, uh, after after Nixon had resigned. It was it was a big deal the Frost interviews on TV. It was a very big then, deal. Yeah. Mike Wallace wanted it. All the other guys wanted it. And Frost, who was this British talk show host, raised all this money to to pull this off. And so it was quite a coup for him. And uh, Nixon, uh, it's kind of funny because both men have at stake something in their life. Nixon wants to exonerate himself because he's thinking that maybe someday he'll be an ambassador someplace or he'll have his, you know, he'll be a, a, a counselor, or, you know, be well received back into the society that turned their back on him. And Frost is trying to make a play to be more than just a, um, a inter- host on interviewing a show, right. Uh, uh, right. actresses and stuff. Right, right. And uh, it's so it's it's an interesting uh, it's an, it was a movie with Frank Langella played Nixon. Uh, we've got a, a great actor coming in from uh, Colorado who's done Nixon before, David Davalos, and uh, and the local actor uh, Joe Hilsey who's playing uh, Frost. 
and a, a really great supporting cast. So it's going to be fun. It's only going to be a couple of weekends. So if you want to see it, it's August 3rd. Uh, it opens August 3rd, and it goes uh, two weekends, so only six shows. And that's but, the uh, Blue Room Theater. And where would people get tickets? Do you know how they go about that? Is yeah, it, you uh, can get them online. Or you can also go to the bookstore, which is on uh, right on the, Main used Street. Bookstore, the used bookstore called the bookstore on, right. on, uh, on Main Street. Um, and if you don't know where it, it's located, it's above Collier's Hardware on First on and um, First and Broadway, First and Broadway right. Yeah, right across from like, Trace Ombres and right. So it's uh, right across from the. Uh, so it's it's a uh, it's and it's a great place. It's a really a really nice place to see theater. All the sight lines are good and. Uh, yeah, it's again. It's a. It's a uh, another one of these uh, special things in Chico, at least for me, that make Chico, uh, you know, uh, an oasis in a uh, in a valley of you know what otherwise might not have a lot of the cultural advantages of big cities. Right. I, I noticed that driving from Sacramento north, it's like these other towns like Gridley. It'd be a nice little downtown with the old theater, mm-hmm. but. Nothing's going on because yeah, you know Chico on. still has the university and the the yeah. vibrant downtown like yeah. we were talking about. The university is is always been the saving grace. It keeps an influx of of young idealistic people and also uh, a lot of people that go to school here recognize that this is a pretty unique place to live and, and stay. And they try to come, and they and figure stay. out a way to stay or yeah. come back, right? Like I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Now, also, you are a your voice is obviously really nice. You're also a singer. You do some backup singing work now and then. and Yeah, yeah, I've done singing. I, I used to do, uh, when I was doing theater, we did a lot of musical. We did a bunch of rock and roll musicals in our day. What's the most rowdiest uh, play you were in or song you sang? What, what would that well, be? Well, you know, when we first started, uh, this fellow Jerry Miller and I were doing these rock and roll musicals, and we did one called... Uh, uh, West Second Street story. And it Ooh. was it was based on West Side oh, story. Like West Side, for Chico. Except instead of being the Puerto Ricans against the uh, the Jets the, and the, the Jets, Sharks, the, the Sharks, uh, it was uh, the uh, uh, the young punks, the skateboarding punks, against the older established people in the in the community, <laughs> right. and they were fighting over West Second Street because the punks wanted to use the skateboard there, and the old timers wanted to have a, an oldies <laughs> dance there. So, so did you like write songs for this? We uh, no, we used uh, we uh, we uh, basically used uh, rock and roll songs. Oh, great! But we changed some lyrics and things. We're gonna take one more break, but we're gonna be right back with Roger Montalbano. So don't go anywhere. Be right back on the Business Buzz. What is your role in the fight against cancer? The answer could be as simple as driving your car. For many cancer patients, getting to and from treatment is one of their toughest challenges. The American Cancer Society needs volunteer drivers to help provide transportation for people in your community. Through the gift of a lift in your car, you can help patients take one more step in the road to recovery. Get in the driver's seat in the fight against cancer. To find out more, call your American Cancer Society at 1-800-227-2345 or visit cancer.org. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. At seven, I shower. Every day I wake up at five. For those caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is Pastor Glenn from Butte Bible Fellowship. You know, I want to invite you today to just stop for a moment and ask yourself, have I asked Jesus Christ into my life and into my heart to forgive me of sin and be my Lord? Today, you can do that, but you need to go to Him because He's come to you. Ask Him to forgive you of sin. God bless you, and I trust you'll step into a new life. Pastor Glenn Cheney and KKXX, sharing the good news with Northern California.
Welcome back to Business Buzz. Roger Montalban is here for a few more minutes. Uh, I, I just wanted to get in a little more about his... Um, he, they actually have... Um, he was saying uh, one of the movies that I saw was uh, a movie called Trailer Trash that he and his uh, now partner at Duffy's actually produced and made and wrote and directed or did you do all it was that mostly or? you know it was mostly doug i was just mostly uh, doug. I, was just, okay. I was just in it yeah <laughs> but, uh, i didn't know if you were a writer there no or no maybe? i didn't have anything to do with the writing okay uh it was a, a crazy little story about a guy who was trying to find a, a, a you know a, a a fortune that his uncle had left someplace and he was with clues. It's kind of right, like right. Mad Mad and World. It, and it took, you know, yeah, like a trailer park version of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was fun. I had all these uh, local local people uh, acting in it and uh, many of them, you know, not, not very, very amateurish, but kind of fun. <laughs> kind of like a, I don't know if you're familiar with any of you are familiar with John Waters films because they're pretty, you know, crazy and vulgar. But uh, this wasn't that crazy and vulgar, but had that same kind of a, a low budget feel right, to the it. The homemade kind of feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Blair Witch that was a big profitable one, and yeah. that was done that way. Yeah. So it can be done. Yeah. So you uh, you sing, you act, you travel quite a bit. Yeah, I do. And you uh, you also are. An Italian citizen, is that correct? Yeah, I got my Italian nationality, uh, my passport. My uh, All four of my grandparents were born in Sicily. Wow. And I found out that if I, if, if the, the law was that if my grandfather was still a citizen uh, of, of Italy before my father was born, then my father was born an Italian. And so that, in fact, was the case. My grandfather didn't get his... Uh, American citizenship until 21, and my dad was born in 1920. So you qualified as your father's son. I'm a, he was. He never. He never rejected it. So he right. was. He was an Italian. So you and so am I an Italian? And my son and my daughter we are our passports. So it's so kind of fun. It's are you great. technically a dual citizen? Yeah. I have oh two wow. Passports. Now there's certain countries you can't be a dual citizen with, yeah. but Italy you can. Italy so. you can, and it's well. I'm in the EU. So oh, right, it makes right. it so wonderful for traveling because it's like right. going you from just, state to state. You're just, a citizen. You don't I have don't any have to go on papers. the line. It says, uh, you know, right. American. Citizen. Does it help for flying when you fly to Europe? Does it matter? Or you still have to do the same homeland well, this, stuff? Oh, you still have to do that. You yeah. still have to do the same stuff. I, I, I fly away as an Italian, and I come back as an American. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah. So that's you're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, but uh, I, uh, these days... For the last twenty years, perhaps uh, our the, a reputation among certain people in the, around the world isn't oh, no. so great. I, I know and it's so, good to say you're Canadian. Isn't I, it, when you're I, over I'm, there, a, right? I'm an Italian. I'm an Italian. You know, <laughs> right. so yeah. that's that's the I way really to go. Had, the, <laughs> right. had nothing to do with Iraq. Right. Right. But yeah. So, right. Um, but that it's just it's mostly a, a thing of convenience, and it's 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 pretty nice. Right. And so you you're. Uh, your son and daughter did they grow up in Chico? Were they yeah, kind of raised? Yeah, they went yeah. to Chapman School in uh, in. Uh, so they were raised Chapman Town, Chico. Uh, yeah, uh, and they both found a way to come back. Now, did your daughter live away from Chico, or yeah, she they always both, been... they both moved to San Francisco, right? And uh, Miles played in a few bands down there, and he made a film, uh, Revolution Summer, which played at the San Francisco Film Festival a number oh, of years cool. back. Does he ever play that at the pageant? Uh, he's shown it there once. Okay, you know, and. Um, uh, and then Nicole married Jonathan Richman, who some of you might know from the film Something About Mary. He was the musician who was playing the guitar in the in the tree and kind of doing a uh, uh, telling the story about Mary through song throughout the film, the Ben Stiller film. Uh, and so uh, she married Jonathan, who's a who still tours all the time and is a is a uh, a very well known. He's on the Rolling Stone. Yeah, he, 100. He, yeah. One of his songs is is among the top five. It's number two sixty or something. Yeah, it's of the top five hundred songs of all time. Yeah, and he lives right here in Chico. Roadrunner. And he plays yeah. in Chico. Roadrunner. He had a yeah. he had a one of the prototypical you know what you call maybe punk bands of, uh, of of those days. And when he was he was nineteen or twenty years old, yeah. they had the song <laughs> Roadrunner, which was uh, very very popular. And yeah. Yeah. So he's here. Yeah, he's here in Chico, and then so they they move back, and Jonathan loves it here. And like I say, he tours a lot, so uh, it's kind of a great situation for them because he he loves he loves the heat. 
He, he can't get too hot for him. Right. And he loves uh, the, the Chico small town. And now you've got both of your children back here living in Chico. I do, I do. yeah. Established. Nice. Really That's great. great. Yeah, it's really nice. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, the uh, Roger's just, uh, he's just done so many things. He's helped, he helps the community. He adds to the art uh, culture here. Uh, well, no matter what you think about a, a tavern, it's a very nice, uh, you know, it's a nice, like he says, it's a nice place to go. People love it. It's almost like a, you know, um, it's almost like a, I don't know if it's a trip to the past because I don't go to that many taverns. No, it isn't anymore so much, but it's more uh, the feel of like the, the feel of, it of is a more San of a, Francisco of a, bar, maybe. Or? Yeah, a little bit of that, and it's also got kind of a feel of a, almost like a community center. Everybody right. knows everybody. There's you know, no one goes in there. You know, some guys come into the bar looking for a fight or something like that, and they go in and go, what is this? We're oh, we're all lovers here. We just right. we get along with everybody. <laughs> right. So, so and uh, you know, everybody looks out for everyone else, and it's really really nice feeling and. Um, uh, some great conversations like in the daytime if you go in there and uh, it, it, there's a lot of the older guys in there and it's like one conversation at the bar everybody's talking about politics or whatever and it's just a lot of fun baseball right. yeah and you have a, lot, a good amount of live music not large loud all bands all the time just no, uh, not a lot we, we get we get it the, you know we, like I said we have to we're trying to entertain both audiences the 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 people of my age, or now there's not that many of them left. You mean over 40? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. the over 40 crowd, uh, and then the uh, the young kids. So like right. in a day, you'll find, uh, like I say, professors and lawyers and and uh, uh, and blue An occasional workers. CPA. Yeah, an occasional CPA. And then, uh, uh, and then at night, all the kids come out, and it just becomes, you know, the, right. the jukebox get turned up, and everybody's having a, a rocking time. Right. <laughs> Wow, well, it's uh, it's really good to know that uh, you know you've really you know you've really stuck it out no matter what. You Duffy's has been there a long time. The pageant yeah. didn't go away. You yeah. figured out a way to finance the digital projector. It's really a it's a credit to you know people like you that do keep it vibrant well, downtown. That's a, I think it's a credit to this community that it's receptive to that. You know, you've got to right. like you say, you go up. I, I, if I was in Calusa trying to do this, right. it, it might not might right. not happen. But right. but this is a this is a very very uh, receptive community for new ideas and for you know for uh, fellowship and uh, it's 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 a great place to live. Really yeah. is. Wow, that's uh, that's really exciting. Well, I'm uh, I'm just going to finish up the hour a little bit. I want to thank Roger and um, what are the dates again on your uh, Frost Nixon that you're directing at the Blue Room? We're going to open uh, th- Thursday, August 3rd, and it'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday the first week, and then the second week. So it's only it's, it's a short run. So because it's six total it's six nights. Six total nights. So, yeah, if you blink, you'll miss it. The first two Thursday, but, uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, we could only do that much because, like I said, this lead, act- this lead fellow that's coming in is a, a professional actor and playwright, and so we only have him for six six nights wow so, uh, he's not even here yet we haven't we've been rehearsing <laughs> i've been very creatively rehearsing without uh, nixon and uh, so he's coming next thursday and then we'll just we'll just cram it together and just uh, and, and put it up but it's going to be really good got a great cast now does he already have like a copy of the script oh yeah he? yeah no yeah. he's no he's He's done Nixon before. At the Blue Room, he came back once before and did uh, Nixon and Kessinger. They did oh, that. wow. Yeah, they did that a while back. And uh, and he's good friends with Joe Hilsey, who runs the Blue Room, helps to run the Blue Room, and uh, uh, used to perform up at uh, in uh, Ashland at the Shakespearean Festival. So they know each other from, from those types of things. And they've produced a, a couple of David's plays that he's done. They've been produced in, in New York as well, Dark Fall and get the name of the other one but uh he's a very talented guy and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a really 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 good show so is he like a the age of is he like a 60-ish guy that would play nixon uh, at that age? he's I mean, probably a little 50 older 50 something, something yeah, yeah 50 something but yeah. he's played nixon before he's played nixon before wow yeah, he's, he's quite good at it i saw yeah. that show and then joe is playing frost it's really funny because everybody uh, frost was only frost was 38 or something when he did when that. he did that <laughs> it's so funny wow. time it's <laughs> it's crazy yeah it's uh it's amazing. Well, the the Blue Room Theater, um, it's been around since I I 
took a few years and I had to work in the Bay Area after I graduated from Chico State with my accounting degree. But I came back in 87, so I've been here 30 years since I came back. And I think the Blue Room's been there the whole time. Hasn't they been yeah, there that yeah. long? Yeah, the Blue Room, uh, um, yeah. Had a, uh, I think it's been around that whole time. I'm not sure when it started, but uh, yeah, the uh, uh, it was an offshoot of uh, of uh, well, that's another whole long story. Right, right. These kids, and we're running these kids that started uh, the, uh, this doing amateur theater in their backyard, and so it's got a it's got a good heart. Right, it's got a really yeah. good heart, and they were the generosity of uh, the guy that owns Collier's. I can't remember his name right now. Allowing them to have the the rent and uh, and right the use, reasonable rent, reasonable and all rent, that, and right. the uh, use right. of the Lucena. Yeah, Mr. Lucena, mm-hmm. right, and the use of the uh, elevator so uh, right. people in a wheelchair or, or something can can right. go up. That's in that uh, building next to. It. Now, is there any news late? Because I love old theaters. Is there any news lately about the senator? Uh, I mean, is it just kind of doing what it's been doing? I don't notice that many show marquees. The senator just does. They do rock shows rock also shows? Oh, that, all school year. So yeah. that's pretty that's, much all that's they're all doing they're right doing. now. They, they, now the uh, El Rey. Uh, uh, was flirting with film for a while, and uh, they they have shows there too. They had right some show some, they have some entertainment musical shows, shows there, but, right. it's, but they're mostly more uh, um, uh, troubadour kinds of things rather right. than rock right rock stuff. Now, weren't they trying to make like offices or restaurants well, in was, the L Ray or they something? Were, or? There was that was there, there was that threat, you know, which is really just a shame because it's such a gorgeous. Those old theaters are just so gorgeous, and it's. Just a shame that they uh, they can't be supported somehow, uh, you know, by by the city or by by you know by somebody. Right, right. I mean, philanthropist. It's, it's, right. It's, it's Andrew Carnegie when you need him. Right. <laughs> well, it's really been great having you here, Roger. I really appreciate you being a guest, and um, just so many fascinating stories, so many great things um, that he's done to make Chico the town that it is. Um, I really enjoyed seeing you today, and yeah. I really appreciate you being here. Right back at you. It was great. It was Thanks fun. a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, now the business buzz, it's, a, it's Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. I'm your host on Tuesday and Thursday. I'm Harold Littlejohn, uh, CPA. I like to say same location for the last 27 years on Mangrove Avenue, and I offer a free initial consultation. Uh, anything you need tax-wise, financial-wise, Uh, I'm not a broker. I don't sell products, but I am a good second opinion on a lot of uh, things that come up for your business. Uh, Like I say, 27 years in the same spot, and um, I'm always happy to help. Uh, uh, There's so many things happening in the tax world these days. Uh, I'm I'm fully fully engaged in making sure that I'm available to you to help with whatever you might need. And um, I just had another client the other day who um, needs to, uh, it's called an offer in compromise, and it's just amazing how many uh, thousands of dollars can be saved if you know what you're looking for in items like that. So uh, anything tax-wise, uh, just you can call me, Harold Littlejohn CPA. My number is 895-3353. I offer a free initial consultation and... Anything you need in the tax or financial world, you can ask me. And if I don't know, I'll send you to the right place. The uh, My other side job is I'm a professor of taxation at the Cal Northern School of Law. So, um, you know, anything you need. And I'm not an attorney, but if you need legal help also, I can I can partner you with the right attorney to help you with your business needs there also. So, anyway. It's been another beautiful day in Chico. I hope everybody's going to have a nice uh, rest of the afternoon. And it's just, um, it's always amazing to find out how, even in a small town like Chico, how many uh, interesting, dedicated people are here uh, working at, uh, you know, building their own business, helping other people, uh, contributing to the arts. It's just something that, you know, this is what makes this is what makes things go around. I hope I didn't scare you off with my uh, monologue at the start of the show with the $20 trillion, but uh, just keep in mind that uh, we're in what's called a debt-based society, 
and uh, it can just get a little scary out there. So be very careful with um, your investments. Uh, try to save tax when you can, but you know, if a lot of times if you're paying tax, that means you're making money. So that's a good thing too. So we will see you next time. Join us for the business buzz. It's been a great day, and I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. To our show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230 Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now. Mill Creek Restaurant in Los Molinos would like to remind listeners to keep an eye on children at play in the community and look out for any suspicious activity. If you have any information concerning a missing child, call your local authorities immediately. This message from Mill Creek Restaurant. Whether you're barely hungry or hungry as a bear, stop by.